Cloud Point Podcast. It's a kind of an overcast day for us in Southern California, but uh, that's my preference. I don't know if it's every writer's preference, but uh, we, we, we do love to write in the rain, I guess. Not in the rain, but um, <laughs> it, the, the, that little laugh uh, you heard is my co-host, uh, Chris Stiers, ChristopherStiers.com. He has... Geez, I don't know, 25,000 books out or something like that. <laughs> yeah, his Eight. latest one, uh, so, uh, Desire, Desire and Witchery, and Richard, Witchery just dropped and, uh, yeah. it's up, it, it's available both as an ebook and a print book, uh, Chris? Yes. Okay. So, um, I've got my copy. What are y'all waiting for? We need to, uh, propel Chris into fortune and fame. Yes. Anyway, uh, congratulations, Chris, on the new book. And I, is there another one coming out at some point soon? There's one with one publisher, but we haven't set a date yet. Mm, okay. Is this the same publisher or different no, publisher? Different publisher. I make this distinction a lot because I think it's impressive that Chris ends up selling his books to actual publishers who have to, uh, commit to him and, and put money into the process of publishing. Um, I, I am going to do some publishing myself, but it's all going to be self-publishing and, and not that there's anything wrong with that. It's a great venue these days, yes. but Chris has to convince other people besides himself that his stuff is uh, worthwhile. <laughs> so I don't, um, we just got through with the Academy Awards. Congratulations to all the winners. Obviously, there's the uh, situation that happened uh, on stage uh, during the documentary presentation. I, we, my policy on stuff is on stuff like that is not to comment. Um, I, I don't have an opinion as to what happened, but I do think that Chris Rock was a gentleman. I, I do appreciate his professionalism at that at the moment. So. Whatever happens, happens. It's not my world and it's not Chris's world. Uh, I'm Chris Dyer's my, my guy, my buddy. But, uh, you know, unfortunate situation. I hope it all resolves itself and pretty much that's all we're going to say about it. So Chris, uh, we have been working hard at our individual endeavors. What have you been doing with your time? Well, I'm re, Right, not rewriting, but editing uh, a screenplay I've finished, mm-hmm. and I've been working on a new screenplay, mm-hmm. and I'm getting towards the final part of the third act, so I always enjoy those parts. Did you approach the third act as kind of a relief or a night as like a nightmare, because now you have to deliver on everything? Both. Yeah. It depends on what hour you ask me. <laughs> And how much alcohol you've had at the moment. Yeah. So I guess. Yeah. So I just finished an article for Creative Screenwriting Magazine. I, actually, the one that I finished about a month ago dropped on, um, uh, high, co- what the hell was it? Oh, yeah, high concept, um, movies. And, uh, the one that I just finished for them, it should be fun. I ended up doing actual some research beyond what I, I thought I was going to end up doing. It was, it was fun. It was great. It was a couple thousand words. It, I didn't think it was going to be as long as it was. I thought it was going to be around 1,500 words, but I had more to say about it, I, apparently. Oh. Well, he'll be, the, the editor will be the judge of that. We'll see how yeah. much. Yeah. And then I'm uh, putting some finishing touches on some stuff, doing some editing. Um, got a lot 
learned a lot in doing this one project. I'm going to think about teaching a class about it because um, there's so much to cover. Holy crap. But it involves self-publishing, and I think that uh, might be of interest to some people. We are Plot Points Podcast. Chris and I are both professional writers. Uh, Chris and I have optioned a script uh, years ago, but he has had a lot of success with books. He's a terrific writer. Uh, I am a professional screenwriter. We do this podcast um, very, very simple, very straightforward every other every other week. You can find us at plotpoints.com. The phone number to reach either one of us at, you can leave a message. It's a Google Voice phone, is 919-727-4787. That's 919-SCRIPTS. So uh, give us a call. You can also find us on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, I guess is what they call it now, Amazon, Google Podcasts. Just about everywhere uh, podcasts are, are played. If you use the uh, phone to leave us a message, we don't need to extend our car warranty. <laughs> Chris. All right. You know what? St- keep your day job as a writer. Don't go into <laughs> your stand-up comedy career is uh, is not going to not going to happen. Yeah. So. So, Chris, what, how, along with what you've been working on, obviously, we can't work uh, the entire you know, 12 right. or 14 hour day. What have you been watching? Anything interesting? Uh, I saw The Adam Project. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. I've seen, rewatched the first couple of episodes of Boardwalk Empire. Ah, yeah, that was a terrific show. And I'm in the middle of watching Top Gun. Right. Um, looking forward to that myself. Uh, one of my, Really good friends worked on that movie. Oh. She, she was uh, Tony Scott's um, a, a personal assistant. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I'm going to see if I can get yes, a little. Yeah, well, yeah, he was he was a terrific director. I mean, he yes. made some really very wonderful films. Very yes. accessible, completely different. Not completely different, but quite a bit different than his brother Ridley. Yes, uh, such a tragedy too that he. Uh, yes. They st- I don't think anybody knows to this day why he committed suicide. Yeah. So I have been kind of, I don't, I'm in this weird place with my watching. I'm, I'm still watching a lot of, um, you know, my Brits yeah. stuff, but I'm also binging Gordon Ramsay anywhere I can find him. Uh, I'm watching Nightmare, Nightmare Kitchens, uh, Hell, Hell Hotel, Hotel Hell. Um, I just found something called the next or Master Chef. Uh, uh-huh. I, I just can't seem to get enough of this guy lately. So I, there's got to be something going on there. I don't know what it is. And then um, a lot of documentaries. So I guess I'm okay. into a reality TV more thing. But the documentaries on Netflix, are, I got to say, some of the best uh, yeah. storytelling I've seen in a long time. Yeah. I highly recommend them. I watched a bunch of them uh, over the last couple of weeks. And I'm real, 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 real impressed by uh, the work that they do there. Um, it, some of it, it's just, I mean, does, do you ever watch a documentary and wonder how did they get access to those people? You know, how do you go oh. about doing that? Yeah. Yeah. It'd be like me trying to do a documentary on Top Gun. I mean, it would be, I, I know one person who worked on it right. and she could probably introduce me to other people, but how do you get people to actually say stuff on camera? It just, just in awe of, uh, 
Speaking of documentaries, I'd like to give another shout out to Suzanne Kai, whose documentary about um, Ben Fong Torres uh, was nominated for a Writers Guild Award, and uh, it's about to get a distributor, so we should uh, we should see it pretty soon. Oh. And, and I'm going to have Suzanne on the podcast. I'm going to throw Chris over, you know, out the window and yeah. uh, go with her at some point um, to talk about her experience because it was it was pretty daunting. It was a couple years worth, more than a couple years. But um, she's 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 amazing. She gave me a a special thanks for for something I have no idea what what I I, I she was a student for a couple semesters and and perhaps she enjoyed it. Uh, but thank you, Suzanne. Appreciate it. We are Plot Points Podcast. We're bi-monthly. We're everywhere you can find uh, podcasts. And you can go to uh, plotpoints.com to find us for, you can see all the, all the episodes are there. That's the website I put up. But if you want to put it on your, uh, on your uh, podcast feed, just go to Apple Podcasts, Google, whatever. So, um, so Chris came yes. up with the idea that we should do a part two to our, our world's greatest uh, top five uh, movie moments or yeah. TV or just mo- just moments in yeah. drama. So um, I'm going to let you jump in there. I, I Let me remind people before we go to that, let me remind people what we picked in the, in the first time. So okay. um, you picked Jason and the Argonauts, uh-huh. North by Northwest, Notting Hill, Game of Thrones, and A Quiet Place, and there were all the, these great moments in these yeah. in these uh, things. And I picked Marathon Man, uh, The Shield, Goliath, Spider, being the Ricardos. Uh, yes. Yeah. So, uh, what did you pick for part two? A scene from or a moment from the man who shot Liberty Valance. Ah, uh, yeah, great, great movie. The, Towards the end, when the newspaper editor, after hearing the true story of the showdown, decides not to print it right. and says, this is the West, sir. When the legend becomes fact, print the legend. Right. Great. Okay. Okay. And from The Godfather, when Sonny gets ambushed at the toll booth. Mm. Okay. Oh, I yeah, mean, that's the other very gangsters powerful. are so afraid of Sonny, they don't kill him, they massacre him. Right, right. Okay. Um, from Singing in the Rain, the title song and dance by Gene Kelly. Great. Yep. Yep. Okay. Uh, the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. The oh, three yeah. man standoff gunfight at the end. Okay. I was almost going to pick. The opening, I can't remember which movie it is, though. It's uh, the one with Charles Bronson. Oh, Once Upon a Time in the West. There you go, where he gets off the train. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, there, that, that Willie Stroud, is it Willie Stroud? Uh, Strode. Woody, Woody. Woody Strode, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, and Jack Elam. Yeah, Elam. Elam was great. Yep, oh. absolutely. Okay. Okay, and the last moment I picked was from Casablanca. Hmm. They're at the airport. Bogart has just killed the Nazi, and the police arrive. Mm-hmm. Uh, police prefect Claude Rains, who witnessed the shooting, tells his officers, the major has been shot. Round up the usual suspects. <laughs> That's a great. That ending is, 
is absolutely oh. pitch perfect. So many yes. great moments. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, so, okay, great, great, great. So, uh, I remedied a wrong, uh, in the first one by picking Cinema Paradiso, the ending where the, the man as a, who we, the story tells about the young boy, but as a man, he comes back to bury a man who was very uh, instrumental in him becoming a filmmaker and, yeah. uh, just incredible, incredible ending. It, it, it chokes you up. Yeah. The natural, which is when he hits the home run at the very end and it hits the lights and everything uh, explodes. I mean, she's yes. talking, that is a movie moment. Yes. In the fury, the very ending, with uh, John Cassavetes and Amy Irving, yes. I, whew, man, that still, I shudder when I when I think about that. Uh, um, seven, the what's uh, in the box moment. Yes. Even though I think that's the wrong ending, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with the power of that moment. It's incredible. Yeah. And uh, in the Godfather, the the last moment where they're kissing Michael Corleone's ring. And uh, Diane Keaton looks back and sees that, uh, you know, just, you know, now in honorable mention, I think both of us would agree that the sixth sense had that moment where, where you realize that he actually does see dead people, right? Yes. Yes. Great movies. Uh, You know what I found with my list this time is that most of these movies were pretty old. I didn't have anything more contemporary than I think sixth sense is the, um, the, the most recent one. So yeah. it also, your, your movies are all pretty old too. Yeah. So, yeah. That's two of them are in black and white. Yeah. But last time we did pick, uh, we did pick movies that were a little bit more contemporary. Yes, so. we did. Um, all right. Well, uh, we are Plot Points Podcast. My co-host is Christopher Styers, ChristopherStyers.com. Also on Amazon, Goodreads, uh, Barnes & Noble. He's got author pages and uh, definitely some great books up there. Please avail yourself. His latest book is called Desire and Witchery, which takes place. This is another Thuria. Um, Chronicles. Chronicles. Okay. Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's a, it's quite a world you're building there. It's going to be yes. one of those people are going to discover it and go, Oh my God, look at this. Look at the depth of this, this yeah. world and stuff. So I hope so. Yeah. We're going to have to draw a map of it one of these days. <laughs> okay. So you can include those in your books. Yeah. Um, anyway. Um, okay. Chris, do you have, did we get a question this week? The question we got this week is. Are there basics that a screenwriter needs to do in creating their main character? Mm. Yeah, well, you and I both struggle sometimes with main characters, with our with people liking our main characters. Yeah. And that becomes a problem because you don't want to follow somebody you don't like. But the other part of that equation, of course, is you you if you understand the main character or you're entranced by the main character, you will follow them. Mm-hmm. My goal in is always to create enough uh backstory for my main characters so that I understand them. And so when I write them, I'm kind of writing from a sense of understanding. And I think if I understand the main characters, my audience will also. Okay. The other thing is there are some irredeemable tra- uh, traits you you can't get around 
it, it's really hard to get around a main character slapping or hitting a child or or even a, a somebody weaker than them. Bullying is very tough to mitigate. So if you're going to make your main character somewhat unlikable, just make sure that um, it, you're not kind of stepping on th- those unwritten toes rules about what you know what your main character can and can't do. And then, of course, as soon as you say that, you look at movies like The Shield or TV series like The Shield or The Sopranos or uh-huh. Dexter, and you realize that those a lot of that that consensus wisdom went out the window with these uh, this newer generation of uh, TV. But uh, but anyway, I, I think the best thing you can do to make your your main character as likable or understandable as possible is for you to write. And I would, I'm kind of surprised I'm saying this because I didn't always believe in this. But when I started to write TV, I noticed that the more I understood about my main character, the better that character came across. And the, the less that people questioned, do they like this character or not? Cause I'm still writing you, you and I write very challenging characters yeah. and, and then just make them, you know, make them as likable as possible by understanding as much as possible. You know, let me, let me ask you this. This is just human nature if you meet somebody and they go um boy your friend is kind of an asshole you can't figure out how they don't see the same things in your friend that you do yes so you that same thing happens with characters is we write these characters we like these characters and sometimes when people go i don't like your main character you're wondering how could you not like that person i i love this character so it's a matter, it's up to you to be as clear and cogent as possible with your main character in order for to show the audience why you like this character as much as you do. And, um, it, you know, it's sometimes it's just a matter of a line or two or a moment or a gesture or, I mean, the old kiss the baby, kick the dog rule wow. is, is very much in effect. It's hard to hate a character who loves their mother. Um, or, or who, you know, helps somebody across the street or, or rescues a dog. I mean, there, there's certain manipulative techniques we can use. So, uh, great. It's a great question. You could write a whole book on that. I, I, you know, can't cover it in a couple minutes. Um, but anyway, learn your character, know your character, write a backstory, write some information, figure out why you like your character and then make a list of traits that are good and bad and why people uh, point I mean, it, usually people won't tell you why they don't like your main character they'll just say i don't like this character so it's up to you to figure that out um okay well listen we're running up against the time again uh chris do you have a writer's quote for us this week yes i do this uh is from screenwriter and director Billy Wilder. Ah, great, great. He said, the third act must build, build, build in tempo and action until the last event. And then that's it. Don't hang around. <laughs> no, one to, no one to say that's it, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's a great quote. He was a great, great, great filmmaker. Uh, yes. Some some of our favorite older movies were done by him. Yes. All right. So for myself, for uh, Christopher Stiers, who is at ChristopherStiers.com, whose latest uh, book is Desire and Witchery, available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Goodreads, Smashwords, a whole bunch of places. 
for both of us and for all the men and women uh, at OC Screenwriters. Be inspired. Do good work. <laughs>